track number four of God Requireth That Which Is Past. So at this camp meeting, I want to uh, share with you about something so basic. You know, what I'm sharing with you, that's what I'm sharing, is about something, some of the basic things of bringing out of the past what has already happened and deciding to do it well. What has already been done. Yes. And the, the most important one is becoming anointed. Yeah. God requires from you to become anointed. Look, I, I don't know where Danny is, but I'll show you a film one of these days because it's a, it's a film that we're making. If you see this church and my Myself, when we started the church, when you, see, you realize that there is a power that is working. Yeah. You see, as you see it now, you don't easily get it. And also, something when it is big, it can move by momentum without anointing. Yeah. Without petrol, without engine, the engine can be off, it will be moving. Because it was already in motion. When you see the pictures and you see how the church came to be, you realize that it's like as if God himself was working for the church to really exist. So I really believe that there is a supernatural power that has made us to stand here today. And God requires that which is past. He requires you to catch the anointing too. Oh yeah. He requires that which is past. Did you get that scripture? Yeah. God is going to require every one of us to become anointed. Anointed. Because this is the work. This is the one thing that differentiates Ministry work from every other job. You see, look, a lot of things a pastor does are done in the secular world. Let's say teaching. You could say that I'm giving a lecture. Don't lectures, are there some lecturers who walk around? Like how I'm walking around? Some lecturers walk around. Some others sit. To lecture, some stand, some read notes to you, some talk of the calf. Are there some lectures who talk of the calf? Who has been lectured by Professor Tego before? Anatomy. He's the one with the most apple. Does he still just speak with details like that? Or he reads? He never reads. I couldn't believe when I saw him lecturing. I say, uh, you said what? He, he didn't do what? Yeah. He does, but, but you notice that he can just talk. Yeah. You, you won't believe that he's, he's, you think it's a textbook, that he's reading something. Talk. Uh, 
A lot of details. Yeah. And there are lectures, different types of lectures. Then, counseling. One-to-one counseling. We have clinical psychology. Isn't it? Uh, you can do clinical psychology. And what else is there that the pastor does? Huh? Some, some lecturers do counseling. Counseling groups. And what else? Visitation. Banks have started doing visitation. Interaction. My birthday, they brought me a cake. Yeah, the bank brought me a cake. Yeah. Banks gave me presents. Yeah. <laughs> Can you believe it? They don't love me. They just want, they think, they think that, that this man is an important person, so, but he's not out of love at all. Yeah. And what else do they do? They send you SMS. Banks. Echo Bank. On your birthday. Christmas. Ah, then I'm not even special. I thought I was special. Fidelity draws maps to your house. Wow. They draw a map to your house. For visitation. They collect money. We also collect money. We bank it. We use it to build. The government collects, it, collects taxes. Builds 200 year, uh, senior high schools. Builds 10 teacher training colleges. Builds a university. Isn't it? Rehabilitates. Opomanso still works. Abosu. Glass factory is also rehabilitated. Jute factory. Commander sugar factory. Tomato factory. Tomato puree factory. Tomato puree, do they still sell it? Tomato paste. Yeah? Tomato paste. Yeah. Wow. So... We also build, isn't it? Like this was built. We use the offerings that we collect to build facilities that the people use. It doesn't belong to any particular person. It belongs to the organization. So a lot of things that we do in the secular world, we are also doing it. But the difference is the anointing. Otherwise, there's no difference between you and a lecturer. Or there's no difference between you and a teacher. There's no difference between you and an administrator in the secular world. And that is the anointing. So God requires you to become anointed. So you must become anointed. If you are not anointed, you are just another speaker. Politicians speak. Mahama, our president, speaks. And he, his, his job was uh, communication. I think before he became a president. So you see that he talks a lot more than maybe the average president. He comes to explain things. You understand? Yeah. He's on Facebook. 
Is he on Twitter as well? Yeah. He has a YouTube channel. Yeah. He's a very nice, easygoing president. A young president. Isn't it? And the pastors also have Facebook, Twitter, YouTube channels, and so many things. Isn't it? Yeah. So what's the difference? Politicians are convincing people. Pastors are also convincing people. True or not true? Yeah. And now Kufuado is trying to convince people with, a, with his message. He has recently said all Ghanaians should take note of the Supreme Court decision that the voting elections are won at the polling stations. Yeah. So we should take note of the implication of the, not even the implication, of the Supreme Court decision. All should know that the polling station is where the thing is ending. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Sending messages. <laughs> are you understanding? Pastors are also sending messages. So, what's the difference? We all have following. Hearts of Folk has following. Kotoko has following. Olympics following. And all these have a following. We also have a following. What is the difference? It's the anointing. So, without the anointing, you are not really working. So I want every... And God requires that which is past. God requires that which is past. God requires you... What, what is past? When I was in medical school in 1988, in my final year, I became anointed. Yeah. Really. I really did. That is when the power of God came on me as a student. Yeah. And the, and the anointing is invisible. And the anointing is like the wind. You cannot see the wind, but you can see the effect of the wind. So when somebody is anointed, you can't see anointing. You see, if you come near me, if I give you a hug, you will only feel a normal human being. You won't feel anointing per se. You may, but it's not likely. You just feel a human being. So the anointing is not, you can't even see it. You can use a, 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 what do you call it? You know, like some of the most powerful things that we have today, like the Ebola virus, cannot be seen. You can't see with a magnifying glass. You can't see with telescope, with glasses, nothing. But it's so powerful and it's there. So, you know, some of the more powerful things that exist, they are not seen. Look, right now we have so much radiation and waves. If you put, connect the television now, it will suddenly come on. They say there's a, there's a TV wave here. I tell you, there's a radio. So many stations are in this air. <laughs> yeah. Internet, YouTubes, and other Facebooks are all in the atmosphere. Yeah. And if you connect your calendar, you will see them. Pornography is moving through the air. So you put it, people are jumping in the air, then you press and say, They are in the room. How did 
did they come into the room? Through the wind and the air. They are all here. And you see, through science, man is discovering the invisible world. Radio was one of the first things to be discovered. Invisible and unseen powers. You know, there are a lot of invisible and unseen powers. Invisible and unseen electricity. Radio waves. FM waves. Uh, SW waves. LW long waves. Different types of waves. Yeah. But they are all in the air. And now the internet waves. Bluetooth waves. Yeah. Wi-Fi. Very powerful with all kinds of magic in them. One time I was in a room with a Bluetooth speaker was on. The speaker was somewhere. And the cutter that was transmitting to the Bluetooth. And the speaker was somewhere here and I was here. And I just moved my hand like this. Then the sound changed. And I said, ah. Then I move it by something and I say, hey, there is something over here. But I don't know that it is there. Yeah, there's something in the air. That's why they, 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 they are finding all kinds of things that are connected with all this. A lot of the diseases and so on that are popping up now are connected to all these waves. Yeah. So the, the invisible world... You know, even science is almost discovering the anointing, but cannot discover the anointing. But it's discovering many invisible powers that are working and controlling the world. Yeah. Science is discovering that they have separate categories of invisible powers. You know? So why would you and I, who are spiritual people, leave out the invisible Powers, do you understand, that really govern things, that govern things today. No, you cannot do that. That's what distinguishes you from the others. Now, um, when people become scientific, they tend to think that there is no, nothing like either magic, juju, or even anointing when they become scientific. Do you know why? Because the, the, the anointing, okay, is one of the first ways which the anointing works, you know, is that it brings certain ideas or certain way of thinking into your mind. That's why one of the first, if you look at the seven spirits, four or five of them have to do with the mind. Spirit of wisdom, spirit of understanding, spirit of counsel, spirit of knowledge. Do you see? Spirit of the fear of the Lord. It has to do with a way of thinking. Uh So, what happens is that when the invisible power is on you, the invisible power of the anointing is on you. That's actually the first part that changes. You see, because of the anointing that was on me, from the time that I was young, 
I saw and had another world in view. Do you understand? I've had another world in view. Like my mind has worked that way for a, a long time. My mind is not working like I want to work for God now. My mind has, I want to work for God for a long time. Even when I was very young, I was much younger. It's like, why don't I want to be rich? Why don't I want to follow the path that is leading to money? Clearly. But it's like, no, I want to follow another path. How did I start to think that way? And what made me think that way? You understand? Like, for instance, when I met my father-in-law, my wife's, my wife's father, he was a very unusual man. The first time I saw him, one of the first times I saw him, we were in a bus going from Kolebu to Legon. Legon to Kolebu. Kolebu to Legon. And we saw he was driving an old car. And his car was broken down near Obechebi Lamte Circle. So the people in the bus, Kolebu Medical Student Bus, saw, they, they, they saw him and they knew there was some connection. So they, they started, oh, his whatever, his whatever people. So the bus stopped. And we stopped, yeah, they stopped the bus. We went to see what they were doing. It was like an old man with an old car. And he was with his car, trying to repair the car. He's a millionaire. It was last time when I got to know that this is a very, very rich man. And he said, because of these revolutionary people, he doesn't want to buy any new car. He's just using an old car. Yeah. It was one of my first things I said that this is an unusual way of thinking person. He said, this was when they came for with their revolution. They came to his house, counted all his forks, knives, this, everything. Counted everything in the house. Asked him to print account and receipt for everything. How he got everything. Yeah. So he, he, he was only driving an old car. <laughs> you see, yeah, it's a way of thinking. Then I started, I, the, one of the main things that I learned, from which I wrote when he died in the tribute, that he taught me not to borrow money. Yeah, because he used to tell his children, all these are debts. When you see people riding flashy cars, say, all these are loans. Don't be impressed, they are all loans. Yeah, you just be, enjoy without loans. So a way of thinking, from that, that way of thinking makes you rich, genuinely. You see, so anointing, when it's coming, when the Holy Spirit is on you, it's like you have a certain way of thinking. That's the first spirit of wisdom or some kind of, even some kind of information to never come to you unless there's an anointing. It's like it's working in your life. You never know certain things. Yeah, you can't know. You can't, it will be hidden from you. You'll find out later. Say, had I known? Yeah, if I had known. This will not have happened. Yeah. But you are cut off from the Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit can make you meet people. Make you know people. Make you interact with people who will make you know things. Oh yeah. Because knowledge is knowledge. Knowledge is knowledge. If you are going to do an exam, you meet somebody who has a paper. With 26 questions are coming from that paper. It is the Spirit of knowledge. And the Spirit of grace. 
Are you listening to me? So what I'm trying to explain to you is that um, when people do juju and magic, okay, they, 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 it looks as if it doesn't work on white people. Do you understand? It's as if spiritual things don't work with white people. It's like even though the white people don't believe in all these things, it doesn't have any effect on them. Uh-huh. You see, now the reason is because it is the Holy Spirit who makes you have a certain wisdom. And that wisdom, the Holy Spirit counteracts demonic activity. Oh yes. The Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against the enemy. So, when the Holy Spirit gives you certain wisdom keys, it blocks the enemy. But without that wisdom key, the enemy is not blocked. He's coming for you straight. So you see, African football teams. One time I was watching um, Cote d'Ivoire was playing, I think with Ghana. And somebody showed me, said that I should look into the goalposts of the Cote d'Ivoire team. I said, what is this? I I should look. When I looked in, there was a glove. The, go, the, the, the goalkeeper had a glove on the floor. He said, that thing has closed the post. <laughs> so, you cannot score. Do you understand? Yeah. That glove is, is the juju that they have put there. As long as the glove is there, we cannot score. And we couldn't score. Now, would that magic work on the German team? You see? Now, <laughs> why? Why? Why, why, why? why would it not work? Because they, uh, they use as some kind of wisdom. You see, like what the Holy Spirit brings. They, 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 they've taken wisdom without God, but they, they still have its wisdom that God will. So when they are on half time, they go for IV infusions. You see that the, the players are receiving intravenous infusions of various whatever energy, glucose, I don't know what they are giving them. Whilst you are doing your juju on your glove, somebody is receiving IV infusions. And after, yeah! Other scientific methods to revive the players, their legs, and other things, give them some almost supernatural energy. You see, so that wisdom counteracts, yeah, what apparently seems to be coming. So that's why it looks like when you see white people, you look at it, juju and witchcraft and all this, it has no effect on them. Yeah. Because if Ebola is coming, you see that. They will come up with a vaccine. And they will come up with a medicine. And all this thing, which seems as if it's blocking a spirit. Yeah. As if it's blocking a spirit. So it looks as if it's not even spiritual. But what it is, is that this anointing brings wisdom. And that, yeah, that wisdom blocks enemies. So, you, you, you may drive slowly and it will look as if you have bound the spirit of death. 
But the slow driving alone is like God's power in your life. Are you listening to me? That is actually blocking the spirit of death. Yeah. So, 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 so a lot of things, it looks as though it's like it's not spiritual, but it's spiritual. It's blatant spiritual, but this wisdom is spiritual, very, very, very spiritual. So people look at someone who preaches a lot of wisdom keys and so on and think that the person is not anointed. Not only that, the anointing is expressed primarily and one of the main ways through wisdom, knowledge, counsel, advice, or advice. Counsel, advice. Advice, instruction. Did we talk about instruction? Yeah. Instruction. Do this. Pray that you, pray that you, you have somebody who will tell you, do this. You, you, and I'll tell you, you will, you will not know the little things in your life which were you to get some small instruction would change everything. Are you still there? Or you are going home? Yeah. So I'm talking about invisible things which even the world is finding that there are invisible powers. Now, think about a white man without Wi-Fi, without radio signals, without TV signals, without internet, without Bluetooth. It would be a, a white man of the Stone Age. Yeah. Without mobile phone signals. Just come like that with a walking stick and a hat. From 150 years ago. He doesn't know what is Wi-Fi. He doesn't know what is a mobile phone, cell, cellular network. He doesn't know I mean, all the invisible things. Will he be the same kind of white man that you are looking at today? He will not be. He will not be the same European because he has set aside his invisible powers. He has set aside his invisible powers. Wow. Now, you, as a spiritual worker, how can you set aside the invisible powers that are needed around you? Uh, what is the use of your of what, what, what is what, 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 what is the use of you calling yourself a shepherd or a minister when you don't have a drop? You don't have a cellular network in your country, no Wi-Fi. No Bluetooth. No radio signals. No TV signals. What is left of you? No satellite. Nothing. Wow. What a different person you would be. All of us sitting here. You have WhatsApp. You have Viber, Voxer, this, that. Thousand things you have. How different it would be if you didn't have all these things. So Christian friends, it's a blessing. God requires that which is past. What happened in the past? 
25, 26 years ago, God anointed me. 1988, 26 years ago. Amen. And I became, I started to have a supernatural power. Accompanying an invisible power, accompanying what I say. Yeah. It made people follow me. It made people believe that the church was a church. When you see the pictures, you, that, that's what you understand that, ah, the people were believing this thing. That it is a church. Yeah, it's a mega church. Are you there? So I want you to grab your spiritual Wi-Fi, your spiritual cellular network, your spiritual Bluetooth, your spiritual infrared, spiritual satellite, radio, spiritual radio waves, spiritual television waves. Hey, all these are in this room. If you know how to connect to it, you see that. You can see Obama, you can, you can see even what has happened before. You can just, you can just Google, hey, a crocodile has eaten a man before, show me where, show me to show you the film right now. Is it fantastic? But it never used to be like that. But it is going to be like that. It is like that. And it's going to be like that for you spiritually. Amen. Amen. How many want the anointing? Are you sure you want the anointing? Okay. So now, question time. What question do you have about the anointing? Father, through these questions and through these answers, may we receive the anointing. In Jesus' name, Amen. Wow. Now, what question do you have? How many want a kind of invisible power to sort of be with you? Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure you want it? How many things? How many think you can have it? Even if you are a girl, girls, if you are anointed, you become what Catherine Kuman. Ah. What are you going to be when you have the anointing? What are you going to do? How will you know you have the anointing? Okay, I'm asking you questions. You ask me questions. <laughs> wow. Why is that which is past? 
And one of the things which is past is that once upon a time, there was a young boy just like you in school. And he became anointed. And through the anointing, he was able to do certain things. Now, God requires that which is in the past. God requires you too to become anointed. Not just to stay under the shadow of the anointing that has brought us to this point. That's the power that has brought us. You, you too, you can become anointed. And through the power on your life, certain things are going to happen. So I don't know what question you have about the anointing. But I'm all ears to listen to your questions. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bishop. My name is Ajua. My question is um, about the anointing. Sometimes it's like you, you feel you're anointed. You do things, as, as Bishop said, the anointing is manifested in the works that you're doing. So it's like certain periods of time you feel very anointed. You're doing things with a lot of energy. And then after a while, it's like everything just dies down. You don't know. You're still doing the same things, but it's like... Things become more difficult to do. It's not interesting anymore. The fire just goes away. And I've been wondering, is it that um, when you become, I wonder whether it's really the anointing. Because I'm thinking that if I become anointed, there will be a certain kind of permanence. You know, it's like when you see Bishop and all that, it's like there's always the drive. The drive is always there. Never, You never see a stop in it. So it's like, it always makes me doubt whether I'm anointed or not. And then sometimes you pray. You do, you listen to the messages. You're doing everything. And then you are wondering, like, God, what is it that's, what else do you have to do to really get to the point where it will be, it will stay? Because it's very discouraging. It's like, almost constantly you are getting there and then you are falling back again. Yeah, so that's my question. Thank you. <laughs> my question is that um, would it be so different when, when the anointing comes can I have that assurance that if I, if I, stri- if I do the things that I, I have to do it, there will be a certain permanence to being anointed and it wouldn't be a, a you know like that's yeah <laughs> Uh, your question is more confusing than uh, whatever. So you put it in the cupboard for now, and then at the right time, the Holy Spirit will answer your question. Yes. Daddy, please, I want to find out, is there absolute anointing? Can you say I am... Your, your, your name and the way you're calling from, yes. Daddy, I'm Marjorie O'Day from Legon. Okay. Okay. I want to find out if there is absolute anointing. If you can stay at a point that okay, I have all the anointing there is to have. It's another wardrobe question. Put it in the wardrobe. Hello, Bishop. Please, my name is Nana Kujio from Tech. 
Bishabound, Alexander, there's a difference between zeal and being anointed. And if there is, what is the difference? Check. Somebody should check the meaning of zeal. Zeal is what? Eagerness and ardent interest is different from the anointing. Eagerness is different from the anointing. So somebody can be eager, but he's not anointed. Yeah. Thank you, Daddy. Please, my name is Sylvester from Central University. Daddy, please, I want to ask whether there is... um, what the cost of the anointing is and if it is a permanent cost that you have to pay constantly. What is the cost of the anointing? Yes. And whether your, life, it... your life. Please, my name is Sonia Enyonam Tago from Legon. Sylvia. Sonia Enyonam Tago from Legon. Sonia. Yes, please. Okay. Um, Sonia, and your name what? Tabo. T-A-G-B-O-R. Okay. Yes. So it's not as, um, one day someone asked me um, why um, she would desire the anointing. It's like they've called a number of people to come for it to be prayed for so that they will receive the anointing. Then maybe everybody will fall down, but maybe the person doesn't fall. And then the person was asking me, and I said, okay. I think I don't know if I lied to the person, but I told the person that it means that you are already anointed and you can also anoint. <laughs> That's right. That's why um, the person didn't fall down. So I don't know if um, when the anointing comes, you necessarily have to fall before you feel that you are anointed. You have to fall before you know you are anointed. Or maybe that you should feel something. Maybe you really desire, but. Nothing really comes. You don't cry. You don't fall. Nothing really happens to you. But everybody around you kind of feels something. I don't know. Maybe maybe the person is already anointed, or the person can also anoint other people. Okay. All right. If somebody else asks a similar question, then I'll answer her question. All right. She's talking about falling down and whether. You're supposed to feel something here. Yeah. Is it a similar question? I want a similar question. Who has a similar question? Jennifer? Paul, yes, ask. Okay. Hello. Yeah, Bishop, please when I when I started preaching, I when I, I remember when I used to preach, whenever whenever I would preach and sometimes I would feel like something like electricity over my hands, over my face. Then I asked a certain man that, what is this thing I've been feeling? Then the man said, that's the anointing. <laughs> and then he actually showed me from um, um, how to, how to um, develop your teaching ministry. He says, when you preach, head for the anointing. And he, he said, um, 
when you get there and you feel it, it says that's the anointing. So it kept, it put me, it, it, it got me a bit confused. Like whenever I, I preach, I'm trying to get to that place. So I wanted to know, is, is that the anointing? When, you, when it comes, is that the anointing? Is it? Okay. Anybody got another similar question? Yeah, Jennifer. Bishop, please, I also wanted to ask, um, what really is anointing? Is it, like she said, falling down or um, guiding people around? Or Because once, once in a while, I've been prayed for and I fell. Uh, I've been able to gather some people, but I, I, I can never really say for sure that I'm anointed. So I wanted to find out what anointing really is. Okay. What is the anointing? Is that a similar question? Yeah, if it's similar, yeah. Your name and where you are calling from? Um, Bishop, please, I'm Joshua Jamra from Nagon. Um, most of the time I'm confused when you talk about anointing because some people, I've read from places that the anointing is the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's like, it's a feeling, but if... Sometimes when you when say it's the Holy Spirit, I get confused. If it's the Holy Spirit and I'm born again, then that means that the Spirit of God lives in me. Then I must be anointed. But I, 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 I don't know if that's really all. Because from the way it looks, like certain people who are said to be anointed, there are different traits. But there are so many Christians and they don't have those same traits. So... I, I don't know. All right. Do you understand the questions they are asking? What are they asking? All right. Now, you can, can you see me over here? Do you want to move this away? Why not? Move it away. Don't drop my phone, right? Okay. Glory to God. Can you see me now? Yes. Now, what is the anointing? The best answer for what the anointing is. Like, is it a feeling? What Paul is experiencing, the warm feeling that he's feeling on his hand. And all that. The best answer to that is to think about certain scriptures of which there will be other scriptures which will throw some sometimes some more light or more confusion. But if you think about some basic scriptures you can distinguish between certain things. Okay? Now the, the difference between the anointing and then the presence of God is something you have to understand. Okay. Now, are you there? When you get born again, like Joshua said, you have the Holy Spirit which 
is in you. Because the Bible teaches us that you have, if anyone is, uh, belongs to Christ, he has the spirit of Christ in him. And the spirit of God in you cries, Abba, Father. That's why you feel that you are a child of God. Because the spirit of God is already in you. Isn't it? Yeah. Now, there is a difference between the Holy Spirit being present or the presence of the Holy Spirit and then being anointed to work for God. Do you understand? Now, there's a very common verse, but it is an anchor verse. It's a verse that when you remember, you can explain everything. It says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Do you see? With the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Hebrews, Acts 10.38 So, God anoints a person to do things. To do things. So you are able to do things because of the anointing or the Spirit of God on you. Now, are you there? I, I don't know what you are writing. If you listen, maybe. It's not easy to get notes on these things. But listen. Now, um, there are three ways in which the Holy Spirit relates with us. One is that He relates with us as the Spirit within us. Do you see? In you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You'll be filled with the Spirit. And then with you. God is with us. And then the third one, which is what happens when you are anointed, is that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me. So when you are anointed, the Spirit is already in you. And He's already with you. I'll never leave you. When He said, I'll never leave you, it's the Holy Spirit who is never leaving you. Or the, like Jesus said, the Spirit is with you and He shall be in you. So there's different relationship in you, with you, and upon you. You see, so when you become anointed, yes, you are a Christian. The Holy Spirit is in you. And He is with you. But when God is going to use you to do things, then the Spirit has to be upon you. So that's when Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is now upon me because He, because because he has anointed me to do what? To preach, to heal, to set the captives free. Do you understand? Yeah. So all of us have the Holy Spirit in us. Or that's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Or sometimes, some people even call it the glory of God. And, but not everybody 
has the Spirit of God upon you to, to make you do particular things, especially preaching, healing, and those kind of things. The power to work. Are you with me? Yeah. So, uh, it is very important for you as a Christian to know that there is the presence of God and then there is also the power or the anointing of the Spirit. Now, you can have the anointing, surprisingly, and the presence of God will leave you. Do you see? Which is quite scary. Because you will be doing the work very powerfully. But like what happened with Saul and Samson, he wished not that the spirit had departed from him. He did not know. He rose up as he did at other time. I didn't know that the spirit had left him. And you will be doing works. But you will not know that the spirit is gone. Because the spirit, you can't easily feel him. So when he's gone, it's like you think he's there. You get it? So it's very dangerous. Because the Bible says the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. So God never removes his gifts. So that's why you can see sometimes people will be operating in big power. But it takes a certain level of discernment to see that God is not with this man, even though he's doing great things. Yeah. So if you are very discerning, sometimes you, you watch on television or you watch a man of God or you watch him doing, there's something, it's powerful, it's great, but there's something that is not there. That's the presence of God. As for the gift, he doesn't remove it. So it's very deceptive. Are you there? Now, again, he says, and you shall receive power after the Spirit comes on you. The Spirit will come after that. You receive power. That's the power to work. The dunamis. Power to preach. It, it takes power to preach. Power to heal. Do you understand? When somebody is walking off the stage genuinely excited, even you cry, you don't know why the person should be excited, but he's happy. He's very happy. He's jumping. He says, I couldn't see, but I can see. You ask you are standing there, you can't even breathe. Are you sure you couldn't see that you can see? Are you sure? Oh, he's very happy. It takes the power of God. And it takes the power of God to preach. And somebody will come. Like, like, like you've all come here. Now, I just, I just told you yesterday that, okay, come. And then you've come. Do you understand? It's power. It's power. And people don't, we will not, you don't have to come. Nobody here is getting anything from coming. I mean, money, monetarily. Are you being given some cash? No. Wow. Are you listening? 
Yeah. So, actually, a good Christian must seek the presence of God and also seek the anointing. There are actually two quests that you must have. You must be a seeker of the presence and then a seeker of the power of the gift. Because Paul said, I convert the best gifts. Look, perhaps if you want to understand a gift, the best is a prophetic gift. You see, like when somebody has a prophetic gift, as we are sitting here, he will see, like if you have a prophetic gift, you, 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 you're watching me, you will see angels, some angels coming here, standing here, and other movements. Really, you actually see it. People, people who have a prophetic gift, it, it's like a certain type of prophetic gift. It, it, it is like when they operate in the gift, it is probably the gift which is most easy to see that if you don't have it, you don't have it. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? You don't have it. If you don't have it, you don't have it. I mean, you can't engineer it. You see, like, like Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin teaches about how Jesus appeared to him eight times. You know? Now, can Jesus appear to somebody? Yeah. When Paul was on the road to Damascus, Jesus appeared to him. A light flashed. And, and he said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Whom thou persecutest. So, you can expect to see Jesus. When this guy, Stephen, was being stoned, Jesus appeared to him. He saw Jesus. So, if people in the Bible can have the opportunity to see Jesus, why can't we have the opportunity to see Jesus as well? What do you think? God required that which is past. Wow! Yeah. God requireth that which is past. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Is it biblical for a man to see Jesus today? Is it biblical? Did, did it happen? Did, did Mary, did Jesus appear to Mary Magdalene? In the, in the garden uh, of uh, uh, where he was buried. I mean, a man, a man, a real, so much she thought it was the gardener, so real. She thought it was the gardener. But when she called him and she said, he said, Mary, because everybody has a way a person calls you. If a person calls your name, you will know this is that person calling me. So when the person calls you, so it was when the gardener called her Mary. Huh? That's not a gardener. Jesus must have called Mary many times. Mary, uh, Magdalene, can you get, get me some tea? Magdalene, please, can you give me some water? Mary Magdalene, where are you? Look, come and serve the visitors. 
I am actually, look, Peter and now they, they, Judas, they are worried. They come and give us some food. Wow. So when Jesus went, was killed on the cross, Mary Magdalene and others were there. They saw him. They saw the guy. You know, to make sure that he was dead, they put a spear into the side, which would have ruptured his spleen or the liver and the intestines, large and small intestines and so on, and burst it out. To bring it in and to bring it out, it would have ruptured all the, what do you call it, for sure he would have, if there was any life left in him, he would have, he would have, he would have died from that. So they saw, and then they saw him slump, and they saw him carry, and they saw them take him, take him away. And, and Mary Magdalene knew that Jesus was dead. You see, so early in the morning, she went, you get it, and there, here was a gardener. Where have they taken my Lord? My Lord, even when he's dead, I'm committed to him. I'm still a member when he's dead. I love him even when there is nothing to get from him. Some of you only love when there is something to get. But Mary Magdalene loved Jesus when there was nothing to get from, from him. Some of you, you only love a man of God if it is possible that he will marry you. It's true. You don't think so? Huh? People love men of God when they think, ah, Charlie, if I play my cards right, before you realize, he may fall in love with me. Fall in love with you. Yeah. yeah. But Mary Magdalene had nothing to gain. It was a dead body that he was, she was committed to. Yeah. So she came. That's why Jesus appeared to her. He didn't, he didn't appear to, what is his name? Peter and all those guys. No, 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 no. He appeared to Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene went to tell Peter. You can either believe it or not. It's amazing, isn't it? And Jesus had women in his ministry. A lot of women. Luke 8. They were all ministering to him. Yeah, contrary to what you would have thought. So, hey, it's my life girls. Wow. Is it not different from what you thought? Yeah. And they were working powerfully. So, if Mary Magdalene could see Jesus. Then, by the way, Jesus appeared to the disciples. They were at a table. Why can Jesus not appear to us in the house? How many want this to happen in your life and ministry? Would you like it? I don't know who are the Mary Magdalene's here.
Mary Magdalene's. Yeah. So a Christian. So that I'm talking about the difference between gifts and the presence. You see, I can. You have, you have to seek for the two. Usually, we teach about seeking for the anointing, but you 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 must seek for two things. You must seek for the anointing, which is the power to to do the spiritual things that we are doing, like preaching. This you see. When there is anointing in preaching, it has a certain invisible effect. And people like to listen to it. People remember it. People obey it. People are attracted to it. Do you understand? Uh-huh. There is something about it. You see that it is, it is affecting you. Yeah. And it, it does, it's, there's no shouting. In it. You see, one of the most boring preachers in the world is Kenneth Hagin. Boring in a certain sense. He has a particular way of preaching. He, from the Baptist background, when he's preaching, he starts by reading the scriptures. Number one, he said, this is our text for today. And he reads, and he even has some notes that he reads. Yeah. As soon as he finished reading the scriptures, he would, he, would, he would tell a story about something in his family, relatives, something. <laughs> so, you know, many times I've given Kenneth taking tips to people, they don't understand it. Yeah. But you see, he's, he's, he's one of the most anointed uh, pre- preachers that I've ever Listen to very, 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 very anointed, powerful days. <laughs> Today I was listening to his preaching in 1975. It was just too nice. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to. I was just happy in my room listening. I, I put it on whilst I prayed for some hours. And that was all that I was listening to. I didn't play, play any music. I was just listening to him, his, his stories. The preaching. Very, very anointed. But no style that you may think. What is he saying? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That there's, when there's anointing in the preaching, it has a certain effect. And he had an effect on a lot of pastors. And a lot of people. When he died, Ora Roberts said, there is nobody, he said, I don't know of anybody who has had a greater influence in this world than Kenneth Hagin. That's what Ora Roberts wrote. Yeah. He did not attend the funeral, but he wrote at the funeral. Would you like to watch Kenneth Hagin's funeral? Yeah. I think I'll show you. I'll show you. Telling you that you need to look for two things. 
Okay. What are the two things? Presence. Presence. You shall receive power after the Spirit comes on you. You see, so power comes after the person. You see. And, and how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power. These are, there were two things, the Holy Ghost and power. Do you see? The person and then the power of the person. Do you understand? Yeah. Like, the Bible says Jesus was led of the Spirit to the wilderness. But he returned in the power of the Spirit. So he had the Spirit. The Spirit was leading him. When he came back, he came with a power of the Spirit. But it wasn't that the Spirit was not with him before he went to the wilderness for his temptation. The Spirit is there. The presence is there. Now, when you talk about presence, let's say uh, two years ago, okay, even though I was in the church and you were also in the church, my presence in your life is more now. You feel me more than you felt me before. Even though you were technically in the church. Uh-huh. What do you think? Now, there are three things that you experience when somebody is present. Yeah. Always. And the first is the person's voice. If your father dies, you will not hear him shouting in the house again. Ama! Claudia! Susie! He will not. Because he's not there. So, when the presence of God is with you, when the presence of God is with you, there are three things. One is you feel, you, you hear his voice if he's present. So that's why I say that you first love people. You see that even though you were in the church like my presence, me as a person, I'm more present in your life. I'm more in your life. Is it not true? I'm, I'm around. Even, you even see me. Uh-huh. And you always hear me talking. You say, I'm always talking to you, talking, 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 talking. Or you've not noticed. <laughs> it's like as if I, I'm never tired of talking. There's no end to all the talking. Is it not true? Yeah. That is the first sign of the presence. So when, when the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you to seek two things. When the Holy Spirit is present, you see, you start to hear him talking. So there are people who are doing great works of God, but the Spirit is not talking to them anymore. In fact, they don't even have time to pray. And He doesn't speak to them anymore. In fact, they haven't had their quiet time for some time. But they can go out and do miracles. And preach and people will clap and say, I really love that message. Especially the part when you started singing. I love that message. It's my favorite message. But his presence is not there. And he is not talking to you. That's the first thing. 
Then, the second thing is that when a person is present, okay, you may or may not, this is now going higher, you may or may not feel the person. Yeah. Some of you have shaken my hand. You felt me before. Some of you have hugged me or have hugged you. Do you see? Some of you have had three hugs. Some of you have had four. Some of you have had more than that. Isn't it? You can actually feel the person. Now this is another level of the presence of God. Where you actually start to feel something. Wow. Yeah, you actually start to feel something. It's present, you know. And you, you can actually start feeling things. Now, you take, Paul was talking, he was saying that, not that he feels something. Yeah. And that is a reality. Sometimes, there comes a time or there are situations where you may actually feel God. How many want to feel God? Do you want to feel God? I want to feel God. I want to feel Him. Yeah, but that's not, that's not power working to do anything. I'm not talking about power to do anything. If you are receiving a hug, you are not, I mean, getting power to do anything. You are just enjoying something. I said, you are just enjoying something. You are not receiving powers or you are not using, exerting powers to cast out devils or whatever. You are enjoying something. And that's how the presence of God is. It's something to just bask in. That is why it's called the glory of the Lord entered the tabernacle. They all fell down. Yeah, it's like there's a presence. And that's what the disciples were enjoying when Jesus was with them. That's why they said, don't go away. I think there's a song like that. Don't go away. Don't go away. We don't want you to go away. If you go away, we're going to be lonely. We're going to miss you. We're going to just miss being around, seeing you, feeling you. Even seeing me, it's a, it's a presence. Yeah. Physically. That's, 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 that's something else. How many want to see Jesus? Hey! How many want to see a cloud, maybe? A cloud of glory or some kind of mist. And you want to feel something. Why not? Why not? I mean, it, it, it is something wonderful to enjoy. Yeah. So the presence of the Lord is often associated with feeling something and then even seeing something. Alright? Now, this third part, I mean really is like a fourth part because feeling and then seeing, like a lot of repeated visions. When the Spirit is present, there's a lot of seeing. Like I'm present, you see. Watch me, you see you are seeing me. Because I'm here. Yeah. 
If I'm not here, you can hear my voice, but I'm not. You're not hearing. I'm not seeing. This last part has to do with when somebody is present. If somebody is present in your life, he gives things to you or does things for you. So sometimes the presence of God is associated with God doing certain things for you. So because he's around, he does certain, provides, helps you, blesses you, fights for you, defends you, gives you money. So if your father is alive, he give you money. So, well, so, so, my father is dead, so I don't have money. Is it not a common thing? My, my father is dead, so I, I, I don't have I don't have this, I don't have this, I don't. It's absent, or it's not even in your life. Wow. So that is one, but most Christians are into that sort of thing. But God is showing us something more about the presence of the Lord. So, you have to seek the presence of God as well as the anointing. Now, what is the anointing too? The anointing is now the power the empowerment to do the works of God. Yeah, but that's different from the presence. The presence, we are hearing him talking. We are enjoying him. We are seeing him. He's giving us nice things all the time. You get what I'm saying? It's not the power to work. Yeah. So that's why I'm sharing with you that you must seek two things. You must seek the presence of God and you must seek the power or the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Wow. Is it a powerful blessing? How many are going to love the anointing and love the presence, 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 presence. Stand to your feet and thank God for the presence of the Lord.